Hi there, Thrivers. Welcome to the very first episode of the Thriving Purposefully with Jocelyn podcast. I'm Jocelyn, and I'm thrilled to have you with me here today. I created this podcast with the intention of inspiring you to live your life to the fullest and embrace your unique purpose. My ultimate goal is to provide you with practical tools and insights that you can use to cultivate a thriving mindset, overcome challenges, and live a more fulfilling life. In this episode, I'll be sharing my personal story about how the thriving movement came to be. I'll be introducing you to the thrive mentality as I share my sister and I's story. This podcast is designed to be a safe and supportive space where you can feel empowered to thrive purposefully. So let's get started. My sister and I were eight and a half years apart. And to be quite honest, I think my parents were done after one child. Um, My sister begged from what she used to tell me daily to have a little sister. And eight and a half years later, I was born. Um, I'm very grateful to her for that because I, I really don't think I would be here um, without her having done that. And so if you can imagine having an eight and a half year age gap between siblings, and it was just her and I, um, we weren't that close growing up. I was playing with Barbie dolls and she was going on dates. (laughs) Um, It wasn't until the summer of 2006 where that changed. Um, she would pick me up and we'd go to Six Flags and Knott's Berry Farm. We'd go to the mall. And back then there was these studios, photography studios in the malls. We'd go and get matching outfits um, and take pictures. It was It's a core memory of mine now. <laughs> um, and on the topic of matching outfits, I'm pretty sure to this day, Probably 75% of our closets are the exact same. Um, it got to the point where I would go visit her and we'd be, I'd show up in an outfit and she'd be like, hey, I just got that too. It's coming in, the, it's coming in the mail. Um, and so we love matching and from a very young age too. It was never anything that was like our parents did or anything. It was totally us. We just loved it. <laughs> My sister and I were best friends, and she was my number one supporter. Also, she was very protective of me. (laughs) I remember one time, this is actually my very first date ever, she was there. We went and watched a movie, and I remember she, she said, you're not going alone on a date with this dude. And she bought a ticket for the same exact movie and sat two rows above us. (laughs) that was just my sister and I. Um, I returned the favor and I think when I was about 16, I started begging her to have a kid. She wasn't ready at the time. Um, But about 10 years later, that came to be and I got promoted to auntie um, and we have a very close-knit family. My nieces and I are... Well, my nieces are my world. (laughs) I absolutely adore them. Well, my sister's name is Cynthia. I'd like to start saying her name out loud. 
Cynthia and I used to go on sister-sister dates. And I highly recommend these if you have a sibling. It's a great way to continue to foster a relationship with your sibling and get to know them as you go through life um, because people change. And I, I cherish those dates with her. That's just a little bit of my sister and I. And actually, I want to share one more thing. Um, that summer of 2006, she had this Mustang and, again, core memory. We would go everywhere in her Mustang with the top down, listening to Tupac, blasting, actually blasting Tupac, um, and our wind was blowing through our hair. It was just such a magical experience. Um, yeah. I'd like to jump to June of 2020. This is the beginning of the pandemic, and my sister and I really took it seriously. Um, it was a very scary time. Uh, and even though we lived a few blocks away from each other, we didn't really physically see each other during that time, which was really hard for us. Um, we took up FaceTiming and uh, tried our best to still continue our um, close relationship. Um, I remember one June afternoon, I got a phone call from my sister, and I'll, I'll never forget that phone call. Um, she said, she said, sister, I have cancer. And it felt like someone was squeezing my heart. And till that point, the only thing I really knew about cancer was what I watched in movies and TV. And they always, you know, end up passing. I wanted to do anything I could to take that away from my sister. Shortly after the doctor's appointments started coming and she was visiting tons of doctors and getting tests done, learning more about her cancer. And uh, early on, she was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, um, which is stage four. Um, and it had gone to other parts of her body. My sister and I had a conversation early on. And I remember her saying, I trust my doctors. I know that they've got me with the physical treatments and the immunotherapy and the chemotherapy. Like, they're smart. <laughs> they've got me. But no one is asking me how I'm doing. The doctors aren't concerned with my mental health. My heart shattered because my sister is my everything. And to see her hurt in that way really crushed me. From that point on, Cynthia focused on her mental health. She started going to therapy, and it was around that same time that she came across Thrive Gang on Instagram. 
a business that creates inspiring gifts and jewelry created by Stephanie and Amanda, a thriver and her co-thriver. One day, my sister told me, you're my co-thriver and you're part of my gang. And I had no idea what she meant by that, but I knew I wanted to be a part of it. I had front row seats watching my sister bring the word thrive to life. One of my favorite quotes of hers was, or is, I want my girls to see their mama thrive, that in the face of adversity, I did it with grace and integrity. She didn't just bring the word thrive to life. She looked adversity in the face and met it with integrity, grace, and style. To say she lived fully is an understatement. She filled her days with love, embraced the difficult moments, and chose to thrive purposefully. Sin loved her life. She created memories with her family and her friends, and although her time on earth was short, her legacy will continue on in my heart and in this thriving movement. While she worked on her mental health, Cynthia grew a fascination with neuroscience. And as her little sister that wanted to be just like her, so did I. I'm obsessed with strength training and building muscles. So when we learned that something similar could happen with neurons in our brain, everything just made sense. We aren't stuck thinking the same things. Neuroplasticity is powerful. We can intentionally choose to change our beliefs, have different thoughts, that will directly have an impact on our actions. Having a background in psychology, experiencing working as a BCBA and being completely obsessed with psychological flexibility, I feel like I have to share this gold with you. I mean, a practical approach towards compassionate change that helps you create your best life, that's not just a dream, that's a thriving lifestyle. Thriving makes space for a wide spectrum of emotions. It takes a conscious approach toward acceptance to create a meaningful life. That's exactly what Sin did. Each week, we'll be reviewing practical ways to rewire our brains, choose empowering beliefs and thoughts, and take action that's in alignment with our version of thriving. I have two practices for you today. The first one, you'll need to grab a pen or paper. You could even use the voice memo note or video option on your phone. Either way, the purpose is to just do a brain dump. Get everything that's in your mind out of your mind. And so here's what I want you to answer. I want you to imagine, put yourself in a place where you are the author of your life story. And despite what, whatever's been written to this point, till this day, I want you to write down what you want your story to be about. Write it all out. Get it out there. Be super specific. What does it look like? What does it feel like? What things do you do? The second practice I have for you today are affirmations. This is a great practice to start rewiring some of those deep-rooted beliefs on a neural level. 
My sister used to say the following affirmations with her daughters whenever she would leave the house. I encourage you to repeat them with me. I am brave. I am strong. I am confident. I am beautiful. I am healed. I am healthy. I am loved. I am smart. Repeat those daily or as often as you need. I am so excited for what's to come, and I'm so grateful that you're here. I would like to personally invite you to start your thriving journey today. Start choosing you, your happiness, your mental health today, and start creating your best life on purpose. Together, we can thrive.